Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, as you can tell, my voice is doing a heck of a lot better. Um, you know, last week I, I barely kind of was able to hammer out um, an episode, um, and then two weeks ago I was it was so bad I couldn't speak at all. But uh, definitely back up to one hundred percent. Definitely lots to cover as well. And when it comes to the sporting realm of, uh, especially of Texas Tech, we're going to talk all about it today. We'll, st- we'll start with baseball. Talk some basketball, uh, finish up with some football, and then I've uh, got just kind of some general sports thoughts. So let's jump into it. Um, Texas Tech ends up losing the series this weekend to West Virginia, 2-1. to one. Um, They had a very um, solid win Friday night, and the wheels fell off Saturday, and then they lost 5-3 to three today, just could not put it together, and... You know, earlier in the week, they were able to get a sweep of ACU, which was which was very important. In fact, they were able to get the get a win over ACU after they spotted them nine runs and well, were down nine nine to nothing at one point. So, um, what what does all of this mean for this Texas Tech baseball team and the possibilities of postseason? I think clearly they're probably firmly on the bubble. You know, um, the the last projection from D1 Baseball, which is a pretty good definitive source as far as projections for the NCAA tournament in baseball. Texas Tech was the second to last uh, in. And so, you know, obviously that's not good as far as potentially being on the bubble. You know, you've got one more Big 12 series, and I think you have to win it, if not sweep, to kind of firmly ensconce yourself into the NCAA tournament. And, you know, that's all you can do at this point. You know, get yourself into the tournament and then see what happens from there. You know, there's all, obviously been a lot, all sorts of debate. You know, what is going on with this baseball team? You know, this is going to be the second year. If if they make it in, this will be the second year that they will not be hosting. Um, and so peop, some people are freaking out about that. Uh, certainly some fans are freaking out about the fact that, you know, there is there is a high possibility this team doesn't make the NCAA tournament. And what exactly have been the problems and everything else? You know, I think the problems have been you know, pretty clear. It's been, pro- you know, problems that you saw last year. Um, it's just been a little bit um, more intense with with this team. Um, you know, you you're pitching. You've you've had good pitching. You know, obviously from Molina. You've had you've had good pitching from other uh, st- players as well. Trendon and Parrish and Spurts. Um, you know, Gertens had some decent outings, but he's also struggled mightily. You know, Beckel's been kind of your go-to guy, but you, you know, you've got you've got to be able to set him up. You know, he's your closer. Um, you've got to be able to set him up to close teams out. You were able to do that Friday against West Virginia, and then you know, really the other two days that uh, just was was a no-go. Um, so certainly, I think pitching has been an issue for this team. I think things would have certainly looked a lot different if um, you know Bo Blessy hadn't gotten hurt. You know, Bo Blessy for um, you know, what little we saw of him before he got hurt was looked really, really good. And and, and so you kind of just imagine what could have been if you had both Blessy and Molina as starters. Um, unfortunately, you know, you can't live in the world of what could have been. And, and you know, that, that, that's definitely some frustration, you know, 
And really the pitching, the biggest issue with the pitching is they just seem to, when it's bad, they just seem to just, they can't throw strikes. They can't, um, they can't, you know, just go after people. You know, they're just giving up tons and tons of walks and then that kills you. And that's really what, what has killed this team this year, you know, and I think that certainly has been an issue. Um, now do I think that's a pitching coach issue? No, not necessarily. Um, cause we've seen flashes of brilliance from the, from, from pitchers on the staff. It's just, you you haven't been able to be as consistent as you need to be. And so, you know, I know there's, there are some tech fans calling to fire the pitching coach. You know, this is the same pitching coach that was there when you won, uh, when you got yourself to four college world series. So, you know, he doesn't all of a, you know, Matt Gardner doesn't all of a sudden forget how to, how to coach pitchers. It's just, you know, um, you, you've, you've had some struggles this year. Um, I think the other big struggle obviously has been in um, errors on the field. You know, you're, you are not as solid of a defensive team as you should be. And, and you know, a lot of that, you know, a lot of people kind of point to Tim Tadlock's philosophy of, you know, if you can hit, we'll find a place for you to stand. And so, you know, what, what ends up, ends up happening in a situation like that, you know, you've got people that maybe don't have as much experience playing in the specific position they're in. Having said that, you know, that this philosophy that Tadlock's had, I mean, it's, it's led you to heights that this Texas Tech baseball program has never had. And, and so I, I don't, I'm not a believer in throwing the you know the baby out with the bathwater I think you know it's 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 a lot of it is a product that you're a very young team you know this is an extremely youthful team and you know you hope you can keep everybody together um you know certainly I think I um you're not going to be hit hit as hard on the draft end but you know this is college, college baseball is kind of the first ones that have had have had to deal with the transfer portal and you 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 hope you can keep you know all of these key cogs together because I think there is a lot of talent on this team it's just you know you've you've had some really really bad losses I mean losing to North Dakota State pretty bad loss losing to UNM pretty bad loss um, you know getting swept by Texas. You know, that was obviously pretty devastating. Losing a series to Kansas State and now losing the series West Virginia. That that's those things just aren't a formula for success and and in getting yourself in firmly into the NCAA tournament. So we're we're gonna have to, you know, kinda hang on and and, and see what happens here, you know, moving forward. But uh, you know, I, I think the bottom line, you know, this this team is 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 not they're not falling apart you know tadlock hasn't quote unquote lost his touch as i've seen some you know moron fans on twitter say it's just you know you've you've had some you've had some frustration and and you know at the at the end of the day you're you're gonna have to kind of regroup and you know i you look at the recruiting uh rankings year after year after year you know tech is typically firmly in the top 10 so you 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 have the talent coming here it's just putting it all together and and you know and you got to have luck on your side as well i think especially when it comes to the pitching situation you know tech has had really bad luck with it seems always early on in february or even in early march 
you lose one of your starting pitchers for the year. You know, and I know Bo, Bo Blessy has has come in and um, you know, since post injury, but you know, he's he's not the same Bo Blessy that he was back um before all this. So, you know, just uh, definitely I think there's just a lot of a lot of frustration uh there. So, Let's switch gears and let's talk some basketball. And, and we did get some welcome news with basketball this week. You know, we had talked about last week that there's been a little bit of a, a panic a panic button setting in with some tech fans because it's been very quiet um, on the And sorry, welcome back. I hit the wrong button as I was looking some stuff up. And so we ended up, uh, <laughs> you know, I hit the wrong button and got kicked off. But as I was saying, you know, there was a lot of people freaking out about the state of the Texas Tech basketball program with McCaslin in charge because it seems like it's been extremely quiet on that front. Now, um, you are still short an assistant coach. There, there are all sorts of rumors regarding um, why that's the case. Um, kind of the number one uh, part of that rumor is that basically – if you're short one assistant coach, you are allowed to bring in more um, recruits. And so bottom line, Tech does have a have that third assistant coach already in place. They just have not officially hired that person because they're, you know, they are trying to kind of make up some ground as far as recruiting. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if that's the case. You did get a commit out of a player um, from Arizona State. Warren Washington, a seven foot, two hundred fifty hundred fifteen pounder, uh, from San Marcos, California, and so he is going to be coming in. Um, this is someone that he has transferred a few times. He started off at Oregon State, then went to Nevada, and then um, ended up at Arizona State. So um, I, I think obviously this is a good pickup, and this is a big man. Certainly, this is someone that you could look at. You know, p- potentially. Um, you know, replacing Daniel Bacho or or, or Fardal's AMAC. You hope um, that everything, um, you know, health wise is good. You know, when you get those seven footers, that 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 can always uh, potentially be something to kind of think about. But you know, it, it's a good commitment, and so you know, thus far, you know, McCaslin has been able to get three from the transfer portal, and that is on top of having you know Pop Isaac's returning. Uh, Washington returning, Jennings returning, uh, Demarion Williams also confirmed that he is returning next season, and so w- what's going to be interesting to see is uh, you know I think the only player you've not heard from from last year's team is Kerwin Walton. Um, transfer portal is closed at this point, meaning you cannot enter the transfer portal anymore, um, and so that that's going to be something that. Uh, at this point, I assume uh, Kerwin Walton is coming back, and I think you still are going to obviously add uh, several more players into this uh, into this team, and you know we'll see what happens. I think I don't think that the rebuild necessarily needs to be a long rebuild. You know, you saw what uh, Jerome Tang did at Kansas State last year. You know, he took a team basically 
from worst to, I mean, almost first, they, they got extremely close to first and, I mean, took them to the Elite Eight. So I think you, you, you can definitely potentially do that at Texas Tech, meaning, you know, uh, get yourself back into the NCAA tournament. And, you know, once you're in the NCAA tournament, it's, I mean, it's it's a one and done tournament. You you can go on a run and and get yourself far. And and McCaslin has proven that. You know, obviously on the NIT level. And I know people are saying, well, that's the NIT that's different. Well, but you know, McCaslin came from a mid major school, and you know he was beating those uh, Power Five schools on their way to winning the NIT. And so you know, and and, and you know, if you look record wise, you you put. You replace the name North Texas with a you know Texas or Texas A and M or even a Texas Tech. That record that they posted this year would have gotten them not only into the NCAA tournament but a very high seed. But you know having you know unfortunately being in a mid major program, being a part of a conference like Conference USA, you are you're a one bid league, and they weren't able to win their conference tournament. But um, you know. It, to me, and I still think it isn't it isn't a a too lofty expectation to say that you know that this is a team that should be able to get themselves back um, to uh, to the NCAA tournament, and I I think it, you know this basketball program we've gotten to the point that we should expect that um, you know you play in the best conference in the country. And, you know, I think you I I do think you need to upgrade the non-conference schedule. Um, We don't need to be playing, you know, a bunch of, you know, these directional schools um, or a bunch of SWAC schools or MEAC schools. You you need to be playing, I think, a more upgraded conference um, non-conference schedule. And, you know, you are playing in the Bahamas next year uh, in the Battle for Atlantis uh, tournament. So I think that's going to be a really good option um you, you know you're going to be playing in the uh, big 12 big east challenge again which i think that's that's it's really good you're gonna get yourself at least i think one solid opponent out of that i would love to i don't know if it's going to be in the in the markings this year just because of where we are at may and we haven't heard about it but you know you're losing the big 12 big east or excuse me you're losing the big 12 sec challenge i would love to see, you know, maybe a Big 12, Big 10 challenge and, you know, maybe get yourself a, a Big 10 opponent there. Have not heard any rumblings of that right now. And so you, you kind of hope that maybe that they're kind of in the midst of working on that because the Big 10 lost their their dancing partner too in the ACC. And so you kind of hope that maybe they can – get themselves in that position. But, I mean, you're, you are going to get Butler in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. You're going on the road to play Butler, which I think is going to be a heck of a matchup. St. John's disappointed you again. You know, you had scheduled a home-and-home home with St. John's, and St. John's backs out on you again. But, I, you know, I, I would like to see the non-con schedule be upgraded. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to play, you know, any cup, no cupcakes at all, but... Uh, I think the last few years it's been basically mostly cupcakes in the non-con and then you know you're thrown off the deep end into the um Big 12 and I think I think last year clearly you were not prepared um to to for Big 12 play and that's why you started basically what was it 0 and 7 or 0, I mean I, I don't it was it was it was awful bottom line 
So, but you know, I think I think bottom line, basketball I think is on the right track, and you know you've got yourself an opportunity I think to get yourself back into postseason play very quickly. And certainly I think the Lady Raiders are are certainly getting themselves back on the right track with what they've uh, have been able to build this year in, in the off season with the transfer portal. So let's shift a little bit to football. I mean, we obviously are still in the football postseason or postseason. We're in the uh, preseason of football and not a lot going on right now. Um, you know, you did have your predictions this year over unders and things like that. And I think pretty much the, the expectations for Texas Tech, I think they're they're kind of where where we thought they would be. You know, they they are they certainly I think are in the upper tier of the Big Twelve um, right now. You know, Texas and Oklahoma are the two kind of the kind of the favored ones. I you know, Oklahoma to me is a mystery. I, I they really fell and fell hard last year in in Britt Venable's first year. I. I am. I just don't know if they're going to be, if they're able to, going to be able to right the ship. I mean, obviously, they had a very good recruiting class, which you know Oklahoma does. Um, you know, so that'll be that'll be bear watching with them. You know, Texas, Texas, obviously, you know, top top two recruiting class. You got Arch Manning coming in, and that's along with Quinn Ewers. I mean, I think the storyline with Texas is going to be what it's always with. Uh, the storyline with Texas. You have all this talent, but can you can you have it? You know, bubble up onto the field, and you know, probably more often than not, with the University of Texas, you you have all this talent that you assemble in, in the recruiting, and it just never comes to fruition on the field. So I would love, honestly, personally, just personal opinion, personal bias. I would love neither Oklahoma or Texas to be anywhere near the Big 12 championship this year. I think it's been really awesome since they announced in 2021 that they were leaving for the SEC. The past two Big 12 championship games have have not featured Texas or Oklahoma. And so I'd love that to be their parting gift. I think beyond those two, certainly, you know, Kansas State should be someone looked at as as a potential favorite. Um, you know, they did lose Deuce Vaughn and some other players from, from the Big 12 championship team. But, you know, Chris Kleiman has been uh, extremely impressive at Kansas State. And, and they, have, they have basically, you know, elevated every year that he has been the coach. Um, and so, which is probably why he got a massive contract extension. Um, so I think they're definitely going to be someone bear watching. You know, TCU... Yes, they lost a lot of their pieces to a team that won 13 games, went to a national championship game, but I think they're certainly probably going to be in the mix. And then I think I think it's Texas Tech is the other team that is going to be in the mix, and I think it's going to be proven early, you know, where this team's going to be. You know, you've got Oregon in your home opener, second week of the season. I think if you go out there and you you prove something in that game. I think you got you've got a great opportunity um, to possibly get yourself into that kind of mix in the Big Twelve uh, championship um, hunt, which would be awesome. You know, you you've never even played for a Big Twelve championship, so that would be you know something that would be huge for this program. 
Um, so I, those are kind of the teams I look at that potentially could be kind of in the mix for the Big 12 championship game. And I think the the odds makers kind of are, are reflecting that same thing. Um, I think your, your middle tier t- groups, you know, Baylor has been kind of tough to figure out. They, you know, obviously really had a rough season last year and that was coming off winning the Big 12 title the year before. Do they rebound? Um, you know, they, they had a pretty decent recruiting class. Tech, Tech out recruited them, by the way. Um, you know, thank you, Joey McGuire. But, um, you know, do you, do they, do they find a way to rebound? That'll be something to be, that's going to be bear watching. Um, was Kansas a one hit wonder? I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't expect Kansas to win uh, the Big 12 title, but can, can they, at least get themselves to bowl eligibility next year. Um, I think it was huge for them to to retain Leipold, um, and you know you'll see what happens. But does Kansas head back down to the cellar? Can Iowa State rebound? You know Iowa State bubbled up, and then you know the last few years, and then last year that kind of they went back down to the bottom where they've been. Can they come back and you know maybe at least get themselves to bowl eligibility? Um, that's going to be something bear watching. West Virginia, is this Neil Brown's last year? I think obviously he is firmly on the hot seat. I think they at least at the very least have to get to a bowl game. I don't see that happening. So I think you know we're probably going to see a coaching change at West Virginia. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who who gets that job. And then finally, you've got the uh, um, you've got the new teams coming in. Oh, I forgot Oklahoma State. By the way. Um, to me, Oklahoma State's going to be a team that's going to struggle, and I don't, I don't see them um, having a very successful season. I think they're, in fact, I, I think they're going to have the a losing season, their first losing season in a while. I think they they are a program that is trending downward. Uh, Mike Gundy has made it very clear he is not a transfer portal guy, and I think that is going to be to his detriment and to the program's detriment. So. And then you've got your four uh, new programs. Do any of them uh, bubble up? I don't think they will. I think I think all four of them will struggle um, in varying varying ways. Um, I think you know Cincinnati with the new coach. I think they're going to trend downward. You know Houston it, it, with with Dana Holgerson. It seems like the you know the past few seasons they they get themselves on the brink of falling apart. Then they're able to rebound, put together, you know, get themselves into bowls, into a bowl game. That's going to be bear watching. You know, I do think they got themselves a heck of a quarterback in Donovan Smith, um, but you know, Dana Holgerson. It's I don't know. I think he thrives on chaos and instability at times, and you just kind of wonder in that type of culture and that type of environment when does it run out? Um, you know, UCF. I think they'll probably be solidly min- a middle middle-of-the-road team, um, you know, right now. BYU's another team I think bear watching. Their coach might be on the hot seat. You know, they really had a disappointing year last year, and then if they stumble out of the gate in the new Big 12, you know, could could they pull the trigger very quickly and move on to another coach? I don't know. But, you know, we'll talk more about football. I mean, this is obviously it's May, not even mid-May yet, and so certainly there's going to be a lot more conversation to be had about football and and everything. I think we're just. I think we're in bottom line for a, for a very interesting season, um, in in uh, the Big Twelve, um, and with football and and hopefully with Texas Tech. So, 
All right. So I hope everybody uh, has a great week. You know, we're going to kind of wrap up this edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I do want to give a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You know, I, I feel like I've been blessed with the best mom around. Um, she's She's got the patience of Job. I mean, have you met me? So I have, I do want to wish her a personally a happy Mother's Day. And, you know, if you've not called your mom yet, call your mom. Um, and, you know, hope everybody has, has, has a great Mother's Day. I will be back next week. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to record. I probably will record Sunday afternoon again just after the Texas Tech uh, series wraps up against Kansas. And I've got two more weeks of school and I'm done. And so I'll talk a little bit next week about kind of what summer broadcasting plans are going to look like and we are fast approaching episode 100 by the way of the chris carpenter show and then we're fast approaching the two-year anniversary of the chris carpenter show so it's we've had we've had a great run here so hope everybody i hope everybody has a great week and i will see you next time for the chris carpenter show